Hey everybody, it's Jeff Antoniak here. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. So today I wanna teach us how to get a little bounce into our playing, a little bounce into our singing. I said bounce like Freddie. I think about Freddie Hubbard, or I think about Cannonball Adderley on the alto saxophone, or Jaco Pastorius on the bass. I think about Ella Fitzgerald singing. Those people had a bounce to their sound, to their playing. And, and what is that? I mean, some people talk about like a happiness or a lightness or I don't know. But I, I think if you know those players, you're going to know what I'm talking about. You may have your own list of players that have this bounce or this excitement to their playing that other great players don't have. And how do we get that? What is that? Is that something you're born with? Well, that's what I want to talk about today. And I think that, yes, I think perhaps those people had that personality that they applied to their instrument, but there is definitely a way for us to get really close to the sort of things we're doing. We can have a framework to talk about it. That's what I want to talk about today. And I'm pretty sure that what gets us a lot of the way down the road to doing what those folks did, it, it involves articulation, how we are controlling our instrument. So yeah, I'm sitting here with a saxophone, but this will apply to a singer or to a bass player or to a trumpet player out there. So let's dig into this idea a little bit. Now, when we think about bounce, I think about bouncing a ball, right? So what is it to bounce a ball? What is happening with that ball when you, with the ball when you bounce it? Well, it hits the floor. Is it on the floor very long? The answer is no. It doesn't go splat and stick on the floor. That's not a bouncy ball, right? The ball bounces up. The less time it spends on the floor, the more time it spends in the air, that's a bouncier ball. Okay, so we use that language of bounce and lightness and things like that. Well, that's, that's helpful. So this idea of articulation and how much time something is in the air, how much space is between this and that, between the ball and the floor. That, I think, is what we're after. So what I want to do is talk about how we were, are playing what we're playing. There's not any great, you know, Ella Fitzgerald likes here today. There is sort of a cool Freddie Hubbard one coming up. But um, talking about how we are playing our instruments. And speaking of which, I want to invite you coming up in January 2020. This is next month if you're watching this live. I'm going to be in San Diego, California. I'm going to be in Pomona, California doing two Jazzwire workshops. A couple weeks ago, I did one in Toronto. It was amazing. We had about 35 people there. These were adult amateurs, like some folks who had actually honestly never improvised before. They had the guts to show up, and they did amazing. They had a blast, and they've left with a real path in front of them. So these workshops aren't necessarily for hotshot players, although we do have semi-pros join us too. So I hope you'll be interested in joining us in Pomona, in San Diego, and then look down the road. How about August in Germany? Well, that's on the uh, events page as well. Check it out. Okay, so let's get to this idea about articulation. So we're talking about how we begin a note and how we end a note. That is articulation. And by the way, yes, a piano has to begin and end a note. People have different touch, different feel on the piano or on the electric bass or on the trombone. So yeah, it's a big deal. So I tell you what, look at item number one on the sheet here. And by the way, I'd be happy to send you this PDF. Just send me an email, I'll send it off to you. Item number one, the first thing we have to be able to do when we're playing jazz is to play legato. So can you play 
this scale, it's a C major scale up and down. You can see the big slur over top. The idea is, yes, I'll probably articulate the first note to get my instrument going. You have to hear that first note begin. But after that, I'm not doing any special articulation. The whole thing is connecting those notes. It sounds simply like this. Okay, that didn't sound like the world's most advanced exercise. But I'm going to tell you this. This may be surprising to you. This is true. I know some pretty famous orchestral soloists. I know many orchestral musicians who play in famous symphonies around the world. These people routinely will spend half an hour or an hour going between a C and a D on their instrument, connecting those notes beautifully. And what it takes with our air or I've heard stories about great classical guitar players that will literally go from one note to the next for 15 minutes in slow motion. These are some of the greatest players in the world because they know that's the deal, connecting notes legato. It's so hard, our instruments don't like to do it. Are you releasing the piano key when you're pushing the next one? So this kind of supersonic, like amazing, great technique, that's what we're getting to. You're not gonna sound like Ella or Jocko without amazing technique, but I'm not talking about blistering fingers, I'm talking about precise fingers or you know trombone, precise elbow, I guess we call it on the trombone. So can you play legato like that? And I'm here to tell you that when I work with several hundred people on Jazzwire, when people come from around the world to Maryland Summer Jazz every summer to the adult workshop that I do, um, most of the very good players have problems with this. It seems so simple. I'm telling you that seven or eight out of 10 of you, of the thousands of you that are gonna see this, most of you actually have some work to do here. So, okay, yes, that's why I put it as number one on the sheet. So the idea of connecting all the notes. So in a sense, there is no articulation. The beginning of one note comes out of the end of the last note. And this absolutely seamless, perfect thing. It's extremely, extremely hard to do. And you notice I put a metronome marking of 60 on the sheet. So that's what I want you to do, nice and slow, so you can actually hear what's going on. Okay, so now item number two, we're getting close to this idea of bounce here. So once we can play legato, now here's what I want to do. Can we articulate a note so we're really beginning the note? There's a strong attack. That's the ball hitting the ground. You can hear the ball hit the ground, right? And then when it bounces up off the ground, when it's releasing from the ground. So there's a beginning and an end to this note. So there's going to be this big bounce and then there's all this space in between. So you can see I still have the metronome set at 60 and we're playing one note every two clicks. Every two seconds, we're gonna play a note. This is so hard to do. I'm actually a little nervous to do this right here. This is the most nerve wracking thing for me to do is to play a low note on the saxophone and go bang, right in time. It's tricky, let's see. hard to do. And the fourth note, my F concert, I've been noticing there's something about that note that isn't quite there. So I don't know if it's something about, you know, this particular horn that I've been playing for 25 years, or whether it's something about my read today or whatever, but that fourth note felt different to me than the third note. Now that right there, insanely, insanely difficult to do. I have to have my air set and ready to go. If you're doing this on the bass, that strong attack, just immediate attack 
and then that immediate release. It's very, very hard to do. Give this a try and do it slow motion. The slower it is, the more space between notes, the harder it is. Okay, so now we're getting a sense of how to create this bounce, this strong attack, and then you know, time in the air. And when you listen to Freddie Hubbard, and by the way, I've got something for you to listen to from Freddie in just a little bit. If you listen to Freddie Hubbard, if you listen to Cannonball, the articulation, how they've developed that, when you listen to Ella sing, it's really, really developed. So now the third item on the sheet, here's what I want to do. It is legato again, meaning all connected. You see that slur over it. But now what I want to do is accent or tongue, as a sax player would say, I want to tongue every other note. We're going to accent it. So on the piano, you're going to play a soft note. Then you're going to play a louder note, then a soft note, then a louder note. This gets really, really hard. I know this seems like nothing. It looks like nothing on the sheet. This is the kind of stuff I work on every day with students that come to me privately or the folks on jazzwire.net. We do a lot of talk about this because this is how to get sounding like your heroes. So let me play an example of number three and then we'll talk about it just a bit more. Okay, so in a sense, the first note, the third note, the sixth, or the fifth note, first, third, fifth note, those notes don't have accents over them. So we're not articulating the beginning of the note. So we're alternating, in a sense, first note not articulated, second note articulated with the accent, third note not, fourth note articulated. So this idea of some notes get a beginning and some notes don't. In example number two, every note got a beginning. In example number one, none of the notes got an accent, a beginning. So now what we're doing is teaching ourselves to pick and choose. But here's the hard part that 9.9 .9 out of 10 people get wrong, I sure did when I first started doing this, is when you articulate a note, you still have to make that note connect onto the next one. It's, it's very, very tricky kind of stuff. And I've, I've mentioned a couple times jazzwire.net here. This is a couple hundred people from around the world, adult amateurs, who have signed up for Jazzwire, a subscription website. And the great part about it is that we work together seven days a week. So people put up recordings of, them, of themselves playing, and I and the other couple hundred people get to hear the recording. Sounds nerve-wracking, right? But this is how we get better. You don't get better by hiding out and practicing in your basement. You get better by being around people that you trust, somebody who knows what they're talking about that can help you get ahead. So these are the kind of things that I'll go back and forth with somebody 15 or 20 times, as my teacher did with me, until I got this articulation thing right, and then I could start using it towards this stylistic thing and getting a little bounce in our playing. So that's what we wanna do. So I tell you what, let's listen to about five seconds, 10 seconds of Freddie Hubbard and this is from a great album that he's on called Mel Lewis and Friends. Listen to the attitude in his playing. Listen to the articulation right here, the bounce in his playing, all the air between the notes, how precise the notes are. You can listen to this a hundred times and hear how he'll play three or four notes in a row and they're each a little different. Articulation, check it out.
Wow. Uh, I hear him playing. It sounds so natural and so easy to do. And when I try to mimic, imitate what he was doing, even when I know what the goal was, it's so, so difficult. That airstream, how he was moving his air, how he was plucking the string. If Did he release the left hand? Was he muting with his right hand? On all these instruments, how we do that stuff. So think about where we started here. We're talking about our heroes and this feel that we get independent of what notes. And by the way, Freddie Hubbard cacked one of those notes that he went for. Did that offend your sensibilities? Not me. It was so swinging, that mistake he made. So it doesn't even matter what he's playing, it's how he's playing it, right? So I'm suggesting we need to start digging a little deeper into our instrument and the technique. I'm suggesting specifically articulation is where our heroes got this bounce, this lightness, this happiness in what they did. So start thinking about it that way. Start listening to some of your heroes who play in this way, or notice some people that play a little heavier, a little more declamatory, if you want to call it that. And so now you have a way to think about it, you have a way to get ahead, and I'm suggesting this is so hard to do on our own. I, I frankly don't know any students who are able to do this, unless it's just something they're natural at, they come out of the gate doing it. But to develop this on our own, a little tricky. So reach out, get a little help on this stuff. I hope I'm gonna see you in California for the workshops in January, and enjoy, dig into this stuff, and I'll be very interested to hear uh, how you do with it. Get a little bounce in your playing. Take care. Oh,